Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. I believe you have been blessed by the presence of God through the simple worship we just had. I believe that the peace of God and the joy of the Lord has filled your heart and His grace will continue to sustain you and carry you through throughout this very difficult time. I believe that as Christians, we always have hope for a better future. We also thank the Lord that through even though in these very difficult circumstances, people in church still find job, they get to keep their job, they, do, they get to keep their business going, and our church, church service still can be ongoing, even though uh, still online, just what we are having right now. But it's also undeniable that this current pandemic has brought so much pain to so many people and so much suffering. To some, the effect of this COVID-19 has been tragic. It's a tragedy for their health, for their families, for their livelihood, and even for their future. Because of these current circumstances, the education process has been disrupted. Many investment has been put in postponed mood. And because of that, people see their future as a tragedy. We also have witnessed that many Christians also have been affected by these current circumstances. The question is whether we still can find hope in the midst of this suffering and pain. The answer is a solid yes, if we know where to find it. The title of my sermon today is Finding Hope in the Midst of tragedy. Generally, hope is defined as a feeling of expectations and desire for a particular things to happen. A feeling of something or expecting something will be better in the future. And as Christians, our hope often refers to as a joyful and confident expectations of eternal salvations. The hope that we have in God, something better in the future, and ultimately a joyful and confident expectations of eternal salvations in our Lord Jesus Christ, that one day we'll meet Him and there's no more tears and there's no more pain, there's no more suffering. Hope is not just an optimism, a psychological wishful, but hope is also very theological. Optimism is telling yourself that things are not that bad, but actually is very bad. Optimism is not always in touch with reality. And we try to convince ourselves that things are true, but they are not true, that things are okay, but they are not okay, that things is good, but actually they are not, not good. Of course, optimism is much better than pessimism. But optimism itself cannot change anything. Optimism says 
it is not as bad as you think. But hope say, it is bad and it is very, very bad. But I still believe. There is hope. Hope itself has many forms. One of them is a wishful hope. A wishful, wishful hope that changes nothing, that affects nothing. For example, while you're driving, that you hope that the traffic light will change to green because you are in a hurry. But this hope is a wordless hope because it changes nothing because the traffic light sequence has been programmed. Whether you hope or not, it makes not any difference. It doesn't make any difference at all. Well, there's another hope. We call it expectant hope. Hope that based on knowledge and logic. For example, if you plant a tomato plants, and then you care for it, and you hope that one day it will bear fruits. You have a reason behind it, and that is an expectance hope. Even though expectation hope have a logic and reason behind it, it doesn't always come true. Many people in this world, when they were entering in the year of 2020, this year, there were so many expectations and hope, a wonderful wish, a wonderful visions and goals. But everything has been crashed because of the circumstances that we are in. But there is another hope. We call it a certain hope. A hope that we have in God that we call it also a Christian's hope. This type of hope is knowing for certain that you are going to have what you have for. This is a biblical kind of hope. This is a Christian hope. And this hope is the hope that I will be talking about. But unfortunately, oftentimes in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of suffering and pain, many people give up hope. But as a believer, we can find hope even in the midst of tragedy. However before, however, before I share with you way to find hope, here are some of the common responses when people encounter tragedy in their life. Number one, people tend to blame God and then give up hope. The most obvious example is uh, written in the Bible. The example about Job's wife. The Bible says that there, is, there was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless. He was upright. He was morally right. He feared God. And then he shined evil. He tried to avoid anything evil. It means that he lived a very righteous life, ethical life, a good and righteous life. He has seven sons and three daughters. And the Bible said that he was very rich. What a perfect picture. He was a good man. He was a kind man. 
he was a morally righteous man and he was a spiritually good man. He was rich and he was healthy too. But unfortunately, unprecedented serial events in his life, everything that he had, his children, his wealth, and his health, everything was wiped up and taken away from him. And added to his pain and suffering, his wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. What he was saying to her husband was just blame God to it and then give up hope. The second most common response when people encounter tragedy, suffering, and pain in life is that they try to find fault. Who to blame, what to blame. One of the good examples is recorded in the Bible too in the story of Job. He has three friends who heard about his suffering. They came together, they went to meet Job. When they saw the suffering, the great suffering that Job in, the Bible said that they sympathized with Job, even they cried with Job, and they fasted with Job. They didn't want to eat because of the sadness that they have when they see what happened to Job. Their names are Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. They sympathized with Job. They cried loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air to cover their heads to show their grief. They sat on the, on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. However, the Bible also tells us that they started questioning Job's innocence. They questioned Job's integrity. They questioned his work ethics. In another word, they concluded that Job must be at fault. That's why Job is suffering. Why did they think so? Because that's how they were brought up. Because that is their philosophy of life. They believed that good thing, only good thing would happen to good people and only bad things happen to bad people. And most of the religions nowadays also teach the same principle, the same doctrine. But we know from job circumstances, we know that that is not the case with Job's circumstances. We know better because we are able to read and we know the story from the beginning to the end. It is not Job's fault. Job's case is a perfect example that bad things can happen to good people too. And the Bible does not deny it. And the Bible does not just cover it up. The Bible brings it out to us the reality in this life, on this earth, that good people, righteous people, Christians can also suffer pain and tragedy in life. Jesus even said, 
in this world, you will have trouble. But he also said, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Christians who suffer in this world, we still have hope because the Lord Jesus Christ has overcome the world. It means that one day, wherever God has planned for us, it will come true. The third common response to life tragedy is that people tend to blame their luck. If something bad happens, they would say because of their bad luck. Just almost like Job. He blamed his bad luck. He blamed the day of his birth. He blamed how unlucky his life is. For him, this will be the most suitable possibility answer because deep down in his heart, he knew he was blameless. He knew he was righteous. He knew he had tried his best to live his life according to what God wanted him to live. While Job was suffering, he did not know and he did not have the knowledge what was happening in the spiritual realm. So he did not know the answer to his problems. He did not know the answer to the question that posted to him. That's how sometimes life is. There are more questions than answers. And then we when we have the answers, the answer mostly are very unsatisfied. The reason behind it, because we don't see the beginning and we don't see the end yet. If Job and the friends would know the beginning of the story and the end of his sufferings, they would have not blamed anyone. They would not have tried to question Job integrity and Job would not blame his circumstances his luck, and his wife would not blame God. This often happened to people with the wrong response in the midst of tragedy. So where do we find hope then in the midst of tragedy, especially when there is no answer to the million questions that we still have? Number one, we find our hope in God Almighty in the midst of tragedy because we believe that God is always in control. At times when people read or listen to the story of Job, they will immediately focus on his suffering, his pain, or the argument that he had with his friends. But there is another important part of the story. That is that God is always in control. There is nothing that the Satan can do without the permissions of our God. Because the God that we serve is the almighty God and we should find hope knowing that our God is always in control and there is nothing impossible for Him. And whatever happened in our lives is still always in God's control. In the book of Exodus chapter 9, God declares 
that there is no one like me in all the earth. There are many deities, many gods that people acknowledge and people worship as God. They may have power to manipulate nature and to, to certain extent. But our God is above all other gods and He is Almighty God and He is always in control in everything in this life. The struggle of the Israelite and God's interventions in their life to deliver them out of Egypt is to show that God is always in control, that our God is above all other God. God is in control of the circumstances. God is in control in the circumstances of your life. God is in control in our future. So we can find hope in the God that we serve because He is always in control. Amen. The second place that we can find hope is that we find hope in the midst of tragedy when we see the purpose and the intentions of God because God cares for us. As I said earlier, we have the privilege to read the story of Job from the beginning to the end. From the very beginning to the end, we know that God has a great purpose and intentions. This is to showcase Job's righteousness, to bless him even more than before. In the beginning, God said about Job, There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shines evil. And the last chapter of the book reports that the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than double the first. So we can see the very purpose and intentions of God for Job. Even though no one sees it, but God's intentions is to showcase Job. That God was so proud of Job that he wants to show the Satan and everyone how great this man is. And God has prepared a greater blessings, a double blessings for him. We believe our God cares for us. So that's why we believe that every purpose and every intention that God let things happen in our life, in our lifetime, is for the good of people who love Him. So we have hope because at the end, the end of the tunnel, the end of the suffering, the end of the pain, and the end of the tragedy, God has a great and wonderful purpose for each and every one of our lives. Amen. When the people of God, the Israelites, was conquered and then captured and carried away to exile, even though it was part of their punishment because of their sins, God did not leave them alone. Through his prophet Jeremiah, God told them to build homes and to plan to stay, plants, plants gardens, and eat the food that they produce, marry and have children, then find spouse for them 
so that they may have many grandchildren, multiply and do not dwindle away. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where God let them be. Though their fortune would not be changed immediately, they would not be released from exile, a captivity in the near future. But God told them not to give up hope. There is a reason for it. One of the most famous Bible verses, written in the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, that God told his people, for I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you hope and future. In another word, we can find hope in the midst of tragedy because we know that God cares for us and His intentions and His purpose is always good toward us. The third place where we can find hope in the midst of tragedy is that we find hope in the love of God, even in the midst of tragedy. The Bible says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into, into His grace, in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, persevering character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, as at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. The Bible says that we have hope because God loved us so much that He even sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross, to sacrifice Himself for us, to redeem us from our sins. The Bible says that we have hope in God because God has proven His love towards us. It is in this reality that knowing that God loves us so much, no matter what happened in our lives, we still have hope. It is just like saying, you look at the cross, put your eyes on the cross, and see what God has done for you, that how much He loves you. And when you look into your heart, where the Holy Spirit lives right now, you will find hope, because God loves you so much. The love of God has restored our relationship with Him. As we continue in this relationship, it will generate hope in us as long as we continue in Him and never forget His goodness 
and His love toward us. Job 8.13 says, The same happens to all who forget God. The hopes of the godless evaporate. That means, when people forget God, when people forget that God loved them so much, hope will evaporate. Hope will diminish. Hope will be gone. But when you remember that God loves you so much, hope will spring up from your life. 1 Peter 2, verse 21. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God and you have placed your faith and hope in God because He raised Christ from the dead and gave Him great glory. Ravi Zakaria, a very famous Christian apologist who just died recently, he shared his experience about visiting Auschwitz, former Nazi concentration camp that they call it Dead Camp. While walking from room to room, he saw all these horrible pictures where human being prisoners were treated inhumanly. Thinking and wondering what was going on at that time, he thought to himself, why would the most educated generation at that time would treat other human beings in such a horrible way? There is no ready answer for that kind of questions. There is another friend of Job beside the three friends. His name is Elihu. He has refrained himself from interventing the arguments between Job and three friends. While he was also believed the possibility of Job has sins against God and that's why he was suffering. But the good thing about Elihu was that he also threw in some other possibility for the reason why Job was suffering. One of the possibilities is that it can be the merciful actions of God, that God wants to bring His people closer to Him and realize that they need Him more than ever during this kind of tragedy and crisis. There is another possibility of spiritual dimensions that he mentioned it to them. That's why at the end of the story, the three friends were punished, but Elihu was spared. When we face questions in life, tragedy, suffering, and pain in life, and there seems to be no ready answer for them, we were wondering and keep wondering why. And whether we still can find hope in the midst of this tragedy. But let me assure you that we still can find hope in the Almighty God because He is always in control even though everything seems to be out of control in the midst of suffering and tragedy. Because God is always in control. We can find hope because we know that God, God cares for us. So for that, we know His intention, His purpose to let things happen in our life. It is for the good of those people who love Him. 
we still can find hope in the midst of suffering and pain and tragedy. Because we know that God loves us so much and He has proven His love when Jesus died on the cross for your sins, for my sins. God bless you. May you always find hope wherever your circumstances are. Let's bow our head and pray. Father, we thank you today that you have blessed us with your word. Continue to work in us. Continue to bless us, O God. Open up the gates of heaven. Bless your people with spiritual blessings and everything that they need. Comfort them when they are in mourning. Strengthen them when they are weak. Open up the doors when doors are closed. Make new ways for them. Open up the gates of heaven and bless them abundantly in every areas of their life. Let them always find hope in every circumstances of their life because you are good, because you are almighty, because you care and you love for us. Bless you people, Lord. Will you lift up body of your hand and receive the blessings of the Lord? May the blessings of our Heavenly Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you from now on and forevermore in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.